Welcome to the Catch the Fire London podcast. We hope and pray you'll encounter God as you listen to this message. Father, we want to thank you for Ashley and we ask that you would just breathe through her right now. That she would be like your lips this afternoon as she ministers to us that every word would be a breath from your heart. And get us ready for transformation, Jesus. Amen? Thank you. Come on. Wow. Okay, so we're going to do super speedy quick. So prepare, get ready, jump on board. Right, so we're doing I Am Alive, right? We have been declaring and singing that Jesus is alive. He is our living hope. Our hope is placed in Him. And it is not a dead hope, but it's a hope that is alive and fruitful and bursting with life. And in Revelation 1.18, this is where it comes from. He says, I am He who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. It is an eternal life that He has that He pulls us into. You know, what was Jesus saying in that statement? He says, you know what? I was dead. I died, but death could not hold me. It could not keep me in the grave. It could not hold me down. There is nothing in this world, in this realm, that can stop me from being King Almighty Jesus on the cross, on the throne. This is who He is. There was the battle, the battle between war and death and life, but life prevailed. He won. There was the cross where he died, where his life was given, but he died and went down into Hades and grabbed the keys and he rose again victoriously to life eternal forevermore that we get to live with him. He rose as the Lion of Judah, the roaring lion that we sang about. He is the living hope. So whenever we look to him, yes, he was the man on the cross, but yes, he is the Lion of Judah. He is the King on the throne where everything flows from him. He has the power to break every chain, say with me, every chain, and He has the power to empty the grave. That is who He is. And because He is alive, we get to be alive with Him. In Colossians 2.12, it says, For we have been buried with Him into His death. Our baptism into death also means that we are raised with Him, right? We are raised with Him to believe in God's resurrection power, and we are are forever alive. The grave has no claim on you. It has no right. It has no hold. It has no legal jurisdiction upon you for those lawyers in that place. It has no hold that can take you down. For sin and shame can't hold you down anymore. And there is no grave for you. That is not your portion. That is not your ending. That is not your future. You are alive within Him. So we need to stop acting, behaving, thinking, feeling as if the grave is our portion and the grave is our outcome. It's not even our outcome. It's not even the place where we're in at the moment. For the moment we say yes to Him, boom, we are seated in heavenly places with Him. You are alive. You are alive right now. So we need to stop thinking, believing and feeling like we are dead. We are not dead anymore. But we have the promise of the abundant life that has been given to us in John 10, 10. 
That is His promise over you, the promise of abundance. What is abundance? It's prosperity. It's the overflow. It's a plethora. I love that word, plethora. Say it, plethora. It's good. It feels good to say. It's, it's riches. It's pro- prosperousness. It's thriving. It's excess. This is what our lives should look like, to be alive in Him. To be alive in Him, should, we should be looking different to every other person on this planet who has not said yes to Him yet. So what does your life look like? You know, when we take a, a bit of reflection, when we take a moment to stay still and be like, okay, well, does my life look like that? Does my life align like that? Because this is His promise and His promise is never void. His promises never fail. And so we need to be living in the fullness of the promises that He has said that are ours for us to keep. In Ezekiel 47, 112, I'm going to start from three. It says... And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank. When I returned there along the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and the other. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live where the river goes. Wow, what a promise for our life that everywhere in the river, everything that the river touches becomes healed, becomes filled with life, becomes a place of sustainability and growth and fruitfulness. You know, the river, it flows into the Dead Sea, right? The Dead Sea is so salty that nothing can live there. There is no fish. Nothing can be sustained there. There is no life whatsoever. But the promise of God is that even a place where life should not be, where life cannot be sustained, when the river of God comes in, life is brought into it. And things will not just live there, but they will thrive there. And there will be an abundance in that place. It's not just one fish, it's many fish that will become there. And that is a picture of God's power that it can transform us no matter what our lives look like, no matter how messed up we think we are or what we've done, no matter how tainted or corrupt we may feel by the sin that we have done. There is, there is a transformation that can come into that place because of the river of God. It's a power that can heal and can bring life. But how alive you are in Him is up to you. It's your choice. So how deep are you going to go? When He calls you in, are you going to remain ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep? Are you going to swim in? I had this picture a while ago, and actually, you know, I'm not very great bless my memory at remembering things, but I know God gave me this picture for this, this moment because he brought it back to me in an instant. And I had a picture of people wading in the river. And there were many people around, mulling around, and there were many different um, actions that people were doing, but there was one group of people who were wading in. 
and they had their arms above their head and they were carrying things. They were things that they didn't want to get wet. Pride, selfish ambition, greed. There were things of the world that they didn't want to get wet. They were unwilling to submerge them in the river. They were unwilling to give them up. So they carried them with above their heads. And they had gone into the river, but they didn't understand why they were there. They didn't understand the power of the river or what it was there for. And they just wanted to to cross. They wanted to get across and be on shallow ground, but they couldn't. So they held these things up and they waded back. There were others in there, but they retreated when they began to get out of their depths. When they got to the point where they no longer could touch the bottom of the floor and they had to start swimming. It was out of their depth. It was out of their control. And so they retreated back to the shoreline, to the banks, where they felt safe where they had their false comforts, where they relied on their own being, on their own things that they could do. And they told themselves, I tried. I gave it a go. And they began to gather the things on the shore. They began to make a camp. And they declared, I had tried, I have seen, but I don't want that again. I've encountered it, I've done my part, but now I'm gonna make my camp here. Others looked on with dreams, wondering what it would be like to be in the river, wondering, hoping, wishing, but never daring to take a step in, never moving from the bank. And others made it into the middle, the deepest part. They sacrificed the things that God asked them to. They went in, they, they threw it down, they, they got rid of everything that they possessed. But when they were in the middle of the water, in the river, they treaded. They treaded to keep themselves afloat. They would not submit. They would not go under. They were holding on to that last little bit of control. And the few who made it to the middle, the merry few, they took a deep breath and under they went. And they were swept along in the current, emerging along at different points, bobbing up, laughing, jovial, full of life. They were, they were in over their heads and they were twirling around and they were saturated with the river, but it was fun. They were laughing. They were enjoying themselves. They were having a great time. So who are you? You know, God lays out a challenge for us. Who are you? And at different points in our lives, we might be different one of these people. And with different occasions or things that we are holding on to, we might be different on people. But the promise is that I give you life. I give you life to the fullness. I give you life abundantly. But unless you submit, unless you surrender to him, you're never going to get that life that you've been dreaming of. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you control. It's going to cost you pride. It's going to make you look foolish. It's going to be a thing that that you might want to hold on to. And it might even be scary. But you've got to let go and you've got to dive in. If the things of him that you want to be a part of, that you want to encounter with him, if that's what you want, you've got to go in and you've got to just submit to the water. You've got to submit to the river. Because unless you fully surrender to him, you won't be fully alive in him. You know, it's easier to retreat when you're only in ankle deep, when you're only in knee deep. It's easier to go back. You can give yourself a pat on the back and say, I tried. I gave it a go. 
You know, I was one who put my feet in the river. But is that enough? Is that enough for you? Is that enough for him? It's so much easier to retreat back when things pop up that are scary or out of your control. But the blessing of God, and this is such his nature, that even the trees on the banks were fruitful. Even the trees on the banks bore life. So even if you're on the bank, you're still going to live. You're still going to have life. You're still going to bear fruit because that is the goodness of God. You'll never be, you'll never be in lack. You'll never be dry because you're still rooted in. You're still fruiting into it. You're still there, but you're still just on the bank. So what do we need to do? We need to allow Jesus to make us brave, right? We need to allow him to make us brave. And if there are places in your life where you're clinging onto the bank, thinking, I can't do this. I can't let go of this thing. I, I can't surrender this thing. This thing is too much. It's too much of you to ask. You've just got to ask, make me brave, God. Make me brave, embolden me in you that I would step off from the shoreline into the river. That you make me brave, that the, that the banks and the shoreline would be just a distant dot to me. Make me brave, God, and let Jesus embolden you, bring you courage. Let his love crash over you, that he is enough for you, that he is the way, he made the way to enter the kingdom, that all shall enter in, that all shall live life to the fullest, that he is constantly interceding on your behalf, that you don't even need to worry about that kind of stuff because he is interceding for you to make you brave, to give you a way, that he's dealing with all the other stuff going on, that all it is for you is a choice. It is a choice in the moment. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He speaks truth. He redeems. He restores. He delivers. He heals and he saves. This is life in abundance. This is the life that he promised. This is the life that he gives you. In Colossians 3, 1 to 11, it tells you where are you focused? Where are you focusing your mind? Where are you focusing it? Are you focusing it on the things of the world, on the natural realm, on the things of hatred, of sinful lust, of, pure, of, of impurity, of, of greed, of mammon? Are you focusing it on this? What are you feasting on? Is it that stuff or is it the things of the heavenly round? Is it love, joy, peace, righteousness? Is it the fullness of the Spirit? It is these things that should be, you need to be getting your mind hooked upon for where your mind goes, your heart follows. So if you want to be brave, you need to be thinking on the godly things. You need to be, we need to be dwelling on the goodness of God and the things that He has for you so that your mind is in the heavenly realm, the eternal realm. So when the things happen, you can say, no, I don't need to look I'm going to look here. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed upon the crown. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed upon the kingship of Jesus so that I do not need to be distracted by the things of the world. Because what fills your head and your heart and what you give attention to, you will follow. You'll be raising the wrong dead. You know, Jesus said we, we can... Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, you know, we have the ability to raise the dead. And you can be alive in him or you can be raising the wrong dead. You can be raising the old self. You can be raising the old man. You can be raising the old Adam that you once were, but no longer are you for you have been risen with him gloriously. And where are you? You're seated in the heavenly realms with him. That is your position right now. 
That is where you, that is where you stand. That is where you sit. That is where you worship. Your, your soul is here on earth, but your spirit soars up to heaven. And you may have distractions in your life that may be just simple thoughts. I'm too tired. My health isn't perfect. The kids keep me busy. It's too much to do. I've not enough money. The list can go on and on and on. But these things will prevent you from wading into the river. It's the contention of faith. Distraction will contend for your gaze when faith will allow you to rise and say, it doesn't matter about these things. My God, I'm going to go in. I'm going to run after you. I'm going to follow you with everything that I have because I don't need to be thinking about that because Jesus. Sometimes we may think and look around at the people around us and think, oh, I wish I had their life. I wish I was as bold as them, as brave as them. I wish I could do as many miracle signs and wonders as them. I wish I had as deeper intimacy as them. I wish I was as good a prayer and interceding as them. But you have the same portion of God that lives in you. You have the same Jesus that died for you. You have the same promises of God over your life. The same Holy Spirit within you and the same possibilities. So what are you worrying about? What are you thinking on? Because you have the same stuff. You have the same promises, the same abundant life. So if you want to see the heavenly realm manifest itself in your life and you want to see the things of God happen in your life, if you want to be living to the fullness and alive in Him, you need to do what 1 Timothy 1, 6, 12. Take hold of the eternal realm. Take hold of the heavenly things and the things of the heavenly realm are within reach because if He says that to take hold of it, it's not going to be out of your reach. It's within reach and it's for you. You take hold of it, you meditate on it, you be inspired by it and you yearn for it. You allow it to be the thing that makes your heart beat. The thing that says, Jesus, all I want is you. For everything that you died for, I want. And you train your mind, your soul and your body. You know, sometimes we have to train our mind to catch up on stuff. Our spirits are up there soaring, seated in heavenly realms but we need to train our mind to catch up with what our spirit is doing. You know, I remember Chloe sharing about when she got your healing for your knees and you had your healing in the moment. You had your healing, but you had to train your mind, didn't you? And thankfully, Stu trained your mind. <laughs> and he said, you, you get up and walk. When, when, you've got, when you've got a healing, you need to get up and test it. You need to live like you're being healed, like you've been it, that like this is your new reality. And sometimes we just need our minds to catch up. And the way to do that is by focusing your mind on the heavenly things, on the heavenly round, on the things of God. Because there is truth and there is reality. Ephesians 2.6, He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And as we ascended with him into glorious perfection, you guys look great. You're in glorious perfection right now. It's got some beautiful people here. Glorious faces shining at me. But you have the authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated with Christ. We are co-heirs with him. This is where you live. This is where you dwell. This is the power that you can have because of Him. The life, the power of life within you that you can be alive in Him. There ain't no grave 
that can hold your body down. There's no natural reality, no situation, no circumstance, no person and no position that can hold your body down that can hold your spirit down, that can hold your soul, your mind or your heart down because that is not your portion, that is not your promise, that is not your present reality or even your future. You are alive today in this moment in Him and you are created to be in the heavenly places with Jesus, seeing things as He sees because when we look at things through heaven's eyes, through heaven's perspective, man, things look different, right? Because no longer do you dwell on the things of the earth and the things that may have seemed so big at the time, but in fact are so small. Because when you look with a heavenly perspective with Jesus by your side, the things of the natural realm you can laugh at. There is nothing that can touch you because of where you are seated right now. You ain't in the grave anymore. When you said yes to Jesus, your, your reality changed That boulder where Jesus walked out from, the tomb where He walked out from, the boulder was moved and it was not put back. The grave is empty. Your grave is empty for you were risen with Him. Say, I am alive. Come on, people. I am alive. Come on. And so we're going to do some ministry into that. Guys, if I could welcome you up. You are alive. Why don't you stand with me if you can stand? And ministry team, be warned, we may need to create some space. (laughs) We may need to get some chairs out of the way for God is going to move. Are you ready, guys? Are you ready to go deeper into the water? Are you, are you ready to give more to Him? Are you ready to let go of control, of pride, of your, of your stuff, that you would be fully immersed in the river with Him? Are you ready to be fully alive and live the life that He has given you in abundance? Because I can tell you that is the life that I want to live. For everything that He bought, for everything that He paid for, that He would receive all the glory in my life from this moment moving forward. If He walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Why don't you just say that right now? If He walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. And right now, Lord, we just choose to leave that tomb. We leave those grave clothes behind. Some of you might need to start unwrapping yourself right now. Some of you might need to start unwrapping yourself from grave clothes where you've, where you've just held on to them. You do not need to hold on to them anymore. That is not your position. That is not your place. That is not your home. And we're gonna start walking today. We're going to start walking out of that tomb and walking into that river.
the front just to just to, as a prophetic step to come out of that tomb, to come out of that tomb. That's Jesus Christ. He said, come forth, come forth, come forth, Lazarus. He's calling your name. He's calling your name. Come forward right now. Come forward in this place. God, we thank you for every person here right now. For freedom comes, for freedom comes, for freedom comes. the declaration over yourself right now. Someone to help remove those grave clothes 
And I felt the Spirit of the Lord say for such a time as this, some of you have been designed to pull people from the shadow of death. And I saw you grabbing hold of grave clothes and ripping them off people and calling them to life. So why don't you put a hand on someone next to you? Because where you step into life, other people step into life. Your atmosphere is life. There ain't no grave that can keep your neighbour down either when you're out of the grave. And so why don't you just pray for your friend now, Holy Spirit. We ask for a river of life to rip through this place this morning. Holy Spirit, would You saturate us? We call forth for the north, the south, the east and the west, the river of life. We pull each other into the river. Come on, tell your friend, come on. Jump, 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 jump in the river. It's time to jump in the river. Pull him into the river. Grab hold of a hand and say, I'm not leaving you on this cold bank. Because listen, listen, you can listen just a minute and then I can feel, I can feel it, I can feel it. If you're on the bank, it is cold. Yes, you might have some life, but it's cold and it's damp. When you've tasted and seen that He is good, you don't wanna get back onto the bank, it's miserable. So I want to encourage you, if you're still in your seat, I want your neighbour or you to pull your neighbour out of that place because we can all go deeper. So why don't you by prophetically take a decision today to jump, 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 jump in the river because where the river of God is, there is life. Come on, just move sideways, move forward, move anywhere, but show God that you don't wanna be cold and damp because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, pray for your neighbour right now. Fill this place with your river, God. Fill this place with your presence in Jesus' name.